Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Trade Show Radio. Welcome to Trade Show Radio. I'm your host, Michael Lauer, and today we have David Adler with BizBash Media and April Ellerby with New Century Planning. But first, we have from Collaborate Magazine's 40 Under 40 and the Inventive Group, Whitney Wilson. How you doing, Whitney? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very good. It's great for you to call in from L.A., is that right? Yes, that is correct. And you are originally a Florida girl. I am. I am. I moved out to California um, almost three years ago. Three? Yes. So tell me about that. What, what prompted you to move all the way out there? Uh, well, I went to school for event management at the University of Central Florida, Rosen College of Hospitality Management, um, and knew that I wanted to branch out and leave Florida. Didn't want to work for a convention center. Really didn't want to work for a hotel. Um, and it was either go to New York City or go to L.A. And I decided L.A. was, you know, the choice for me. And I ended up networking my way through um, and got a job at Inventive Group and have been there ever since. So tell me a little bit about the work you do at, at Inventive Group. We are a full-service meeting planning company, so we have several clients, nonprofit, government, association, corporate. Um, we walk them through their event from, you know, the beginning of the contract in the hotel negotiations all the way to the on-site logistics um, and handling, you know, all the things that involve, you know, their meeting and their trade show. Um, we definitely are part of their team, and we help them make their events successful. So describe to me what a typical event might be. Is it by all trade shows or is there, is there more expos? Like what, what are some type of events that you guys do? Um, we do several. There are some that have an exhibit, you know, slash trade show component. Um, so in that case, you know, we have a training conference. So all the attendees, in this particular case, this client has 2,000 people all together come to their event. Um, in, and during the day, they go to, you know, training sessions and get education on, you know, their field and their topic. Um, they network during the day. And then we also have an exhibit hall that usually has, you know, anywhere from 125 to, you know, 175 exhibitors um, that set up shop, you know, for two days and market, you know, their sales to our attendees. Um, so, you know, we handle all those logistics, you know, as far as bringing people in, um, reserving the exhibit booth for these people, um, and, you know, making sure the attendees are taken care of as far as their hotel accommodations and food and beverage and off-site, you know, activities that guests do. Okay. So what is your specific role with, uh, with your company? So we kind of rotate at our organization. There's four of us. So at any given day, I could be doing, you know, the contract for one client and handling, um, you know, logistics with an off-site event for another. It really depends, you know, which, you know, which client we have and who is lead. But we tend to have a lead point person for each event, and then we kind of all trickle down, you know, with that. So most of the time, I handle contract negotiations for all of our clients, and then I also handle, you know, off-site logistics and registration. Um, registration is a huge component, and it takes up a whole bunch of time. 
um, just because we have to make sure that all the attendees are, you know, registered, have their badges, all their badges right. are, you know, in place. Um, so we also handle that, and that's kind of my primarily primarily role too. But the roles kind of shift around, like you said, depending on you know who's the lead and who's not, that kind of stuff. Does it all kind of overlap? They do, yeah. We overlap. We work great together. You know, if someone needs help on you know in a certain area, you know, we you know we help that individual. Um, and you know, at any given time, you know, one of us could be the lead, and then one of us could not. And you know, it kind of just works out to where um, we have our hands in every single project. Um, and at any given time, we could be working, you know, on that you know specific task. So a lot of collaboration, which you know usually provides the best work, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. We um, we definitely, you know, we come together. Um, usually every Friday and go down, you know, the list of all the projects that we have. We do 16 to 20 um, events a year. Um, so we, you know, we each meet, you know, every week and go over each project and where we are, you know, with that project and what we need help on and where we need to go, you know, to, you know, further, you know, the task. So what attracted you to the inventive group? I, um, it's, it's a funny story, actually. I am a member of Meeting Professionals International, and I was in Orlando um, at their WEC, which is their huge conference where, you know, 3,000-plus meeting planners come together. And it was a week before I graduated college, and I met up with a girl who um, had done the same thing as I had, had graduated from, you know, in Florida and had moved out to L.A., and I said, you know, I'm looking to kind of make this transition in my career and in my, you know, personal life. You know, what advice would you give me? And she said, well, if you really want a job in this industry, you need to just, you know, put yourself out there, go on LinkedIn, and, you know, add all the people that you can ever imagine and think about <laughs> that have, you know, event production companies in, you know, the city that you want to go to. Um, so that's what I did for like a month. It was my full-time job, um, adding people on LinkedIn and, you know, sending them. Once they added me, then I had their contact information and I had their email addresses. So I would send them a personalized email saying, you know, hey, I am coming out to Los Angeles for one week. Um, I would like to meet with you to do an informational meeting, you know, to learn a little bit more about you and your company, I'm new to the industry, you know, what advice could you give? Um, and Eventive Group was one of the people that responded to my email. So I flew out to California for a week um, and met with them and fell in love with the whole, you know, with their company and what they do and what they stand for. And while we were in this, you know, informational meeting slash this is really kind of an interview. Yeah, right. Um, they said, um, you know, we do have a position open that we haven't advertised. Um, would you be willing, you know, to move? You and know, then your eyes mind? got huge, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, of course, of course. Um, so, yeah, I made the leap and I've, you know, it's been it's been a wild ride, and it's been crazy, but it's definitely, you know, meetings and events is something that I've always wanted to do, um, and something that, you know, has definitely, the move has been rewarding. So what separates the Inventive Group um, from other event planning groups? 
Well, we are smaller based. Like I said, we um, there's only four of us. Um, so we take we take projects that we believe in and that we know that we'll do a good job at. Um, you know, we've we've turned down projects before because they you know they're too big. You know, we we right. are not the people that can do a Walmart convention or do you know a Target you know event just because that you know those conferences bring in you know twenty thousand you know plus people. So we know we know our skill set and we know our limitations. And if you fit into that mold, we will do an exceptional event for you. Um, you know, we'll carry you know, we'll carry our clients you know through you know from start to beginning. And you know, usually it's you know it's a great product, and it keeps getting you know our clients have started at the bottom with you know a hundred to three hundred people conferences. And now they're producing, you know, 700, you know, 1,000 people conferences that's, just because that's awesome. they've grown. Yeah. So what gets you the most excited? What do you like most about your job? I, um, I love travel. And this, this job is great for travel. You know, if you are a young single individual like I am, it's perfect <laughs> because, you know, I, I understand the whole family aspect of it and maybe I'll change my tune in 10 years, but you know, at least once a month I'm going to a new place that I wouldn't have ever been able to go to if I wasn't in this position. Um, so the, you know, the personal side of me says travel just because I think it's great to, you know, get out and, you know, explore different places. Um, and then the professional side of me, it's so rewarding to see a conference come through, a conference that you've worked, you know, one plus right. years on. You know, some sometimes you're working, you know, we signed the contract with the hotel four years in advance. Um, so seeing all of that, you know, come to play and seeing what the attendees get out of your work and your effort and seeing them, you know, actually learning something, or, you know, meeting new contacts, you know, gaining new business, that's, you know, there's no better feeling. So how challenging is it to find new ideas to get people in to a booth at a trade show or come to an event? Um, I mean, it's, it's gotten easier. I think it's gotten easier because the economy has turned around. So people, I mean, whenever... You know, if you exhibit at one of our conferences, you know, there is a fee imposed, you know, like at most, you know, trade right. shows. Um, but if you get them through the door and, you know, that first, you know, event, they usually will return because they see, you know, their return on investment by being at the trade show. And, you know, we tell them, you know, if you come, you have, you know, high-level executives and high-level people that are buyers. And, you know, just think about, you know, if you exhibit at our trade show for, you know, two days, all that traffic that you're getting, whereas if you're staying in your office, that would all be cold calls right. or that would all be, you know, kind of, you know, by the wayside. So, I mean, we found it pretty easy to get exhibitors to exhibit. Um, we have a lot of, you know, good relationships with um, with our, you know, exhibitors and people who, you know, come to our trade show. Right. So it's good. Now, do you actually work with the exhibitors in planning their booths and stuff like that? We, um, we don't. Um, once 
once we book their space, um, then, you know, they can, you know, design or, you know, do their exhibit however, you know, they choose. Um, we do have a unique program called the Passport Program, which, you know, some other, you know, organizations use. So they can, um, they can buy into this passport and um, in our program, Agenda Book, their logo, you know, is on a sheet of paper and that gets traffic to their booth just because, you know, they've bought into this passport and the attendees are required to visit, to visit all the exhibitors on the passport in order to get, you know, a prize. Okay. Um, so we found that that kind of works out really well for, um, for our exhibitors and traffic-related things. So if you could go back a couple of years to, to yourself or people who are just getting into the industry, what advice would you give them? Um, move out of Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have to, you know, the events industry is big but small at the same time. You know, like I said, you know, before, there's four of us producing 16 to 20 events a year. Um, so it is a small, you know, intimate kind of group of people. But you need to start networking. You know, join, join MPI and join, you know, PCMA and ISIS. Um, and get plugged in there and talk to as many people as you can, you know, imagine because you never know, like, who you're going to meet that would offer you, you know, a golden position or offer you advice or offer you, you know, a piece of education. Um, so networking is super, super, you know, valuable to this industry. Um, you know, just kind of don't be afraid to, you know, accept a job that you don't necessarily, you know, aren't, isn't your dream job because that could, you know, potentially turn into a dream job or it could lead to, you know, further potential down the road. Sounds like great advice to me. I might take it myself, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming in uh, or actually calling in for us and uh, giving us some of your wisdom. You let us know a little bit more about the Inventive Group. Yeah, great. No, no problem. We um, we definitely love to, you know, share our wealth and our knowledge to, you know, to the industry. And we, like everyone else, you know, are, you know, just event people trying to, you know, make a mark on the industry. And congratulations on the 40 under 40. What was that like? Um, that was great. That was great. My colleague actually got it last year, um, and he he's actually 11 years older than me. So it was Super, super surprising whenever I got it so soon this year. Um, it was, it happened around Christmas. They told us, you know, hey, you're going to be in the magazine. It's coming out in February. Um, so it was super exciting. We did the interview with that. And then I'll be going to their conference um, that they host in Portland in June. Um, so it was, it was a great honor. And, um, you know, I can't think of, thank them enough. That, that's super. So you're going to go to their conference and give them notes on how they can improve it, maybe hire you guys next time? Those are the worst conferences to plan because <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't envy, I don't envy their event team at all because it's really like it's a conference for event managers and meeting professionals. So they know that they get critiqued. That's and they funny. know if something goes wrong that, you know, we're the first ones to point it out. So. Kudos to the people that plan Corroborate Marketplace. It takes some guts to do that, huh? For sure. <laughs> well, that's Whitney Wilson with the Inventive Group. And next up we have 
the CEO and founder, the grand poobah of Biz Bash Media, Mr. David Adler. How are you doing today, sir? Doing great. How are you guys? Doing well. It's, you know, it's not. I know you guys are facing some uh, some pretty brisk weather up there. It's not too bad here. Yeah, we're hoping that uh, that it, uh, it we see some light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, spring should come eventually, right? Yeah, exactly. So tell us a little about the company you started, BizBash. Well, BizBash is the trade media for the event and meeting planning industry where sort of the creative event organizers get together and they peek over the fence and see what other people are doing at their events. And uh, it's uh, been around, I started this about 14 years ago after being head of corporate communications for a major company called Prime Media and another one called Macmillan. I was spending millions of dollars a year on events and really found there was no real marketplace for hiring uh, vendors and finding venues and all that good stuff. So we um, started literally 14 years ago on February 14th on Valentine's Day. <laughs> that's and that's been in love with the business ever since. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a tagline. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so it, explain the process. Great. So explain okay. the process to me a little bit here. So. Y- um, do you guys host events? Do you manage events? Do you? Well, we do a little bit of management. Our main business is we have reporters that go out and cover events and say who did what at the events. We are basically what the Wall Street Journal is to the business world, what Variety is to the entertainment world. We try to be that to the event organizing world. And uh, we are now probably the largest um, site uh, in terms of um, in terms of, of, of audience, we probably have about between 175 and 200,000 unique visitors a month on our websites. We have um, probably 100,000 subscribers to our various magazines and publications. We probably have about 10,000 people coming to our events during the year, and we're spread all around North America right now. Well, congratulations. That's, that's actually really impressive. It's, it's, it's amazing, and I pinch myself every day because I really <laughs> feel that we're doing something that you know is helping uh, people collaborate more, and I view that collaboration is kind of the way that progress happens. Oh yeah. In fact, in fact, you know, what is the number one? This is someone told me this, and I try to repeat it sometimes. Like, what's the most powerful word in the English language? What do you think is? I'm turning the questions on you. How do you like that? I love it. Um, I'm not used to this. So I don't know. Um, love, love is a big, powerful word. Love right? is big, but you know what happens whenever people get together. They say the word let's. Let's go out to lunch. Ah. Let's go out to dinner. Let's start a business. Let's hook up. Let's start a revolution. So I heard this from this friend of mine, Scott Heffernan, who started meetup.com, and I've been using it ever since because it makes total sense. And the power of face-to-face gatherings, this happens more often than not. Is that call to action? It is a call to action because whenever you see a problem, you know the, the largest group on meetup are moms with kids. And they 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 want to get out you know, the babies basically, and so they're always saying, "Let's right. do something. Let's solve a problem." And so we at Bizbash are all about taking a look at something and saying, "Oh my God, let's do that. Let's do this. Let's do that." I so love that. I love us. I yeah. love the let's. That's great. Yeah, the power of let's. I mean, that's uh, that's super that's cool, what man. Tr- it created the, the Arab Spring, and maybe it didn't work out the best way we planned, <laughs> but at least it started out that way. Right. So basically, you guys go to events and you 
basically highlight the great things that people are doing in your industry, right? And you share it so people can say, oh, that's cool. How do I make that better or how do yeah, I use we, that for me? Absolutely. Or? That's what we do and we do it through – You know, we do it on our website. Our website is very visual, bizbash.com. And it has – I mean we just did this amazing story on subtle things about branding at your event last week. And one of the coolest things was American Express actually well, – at a beach party, they imprint the name of American Express on the bottom of the sandal. So that the whole sand oh, has got your funny. American Express right, logo right. all over the place. It stamps and it in everywhere someone walks, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of, it's like this cool stuff that you say, oh, my God, that's fantastic. And that's what you get when you, re- when you go to our site and you see what we, we let people share. Because, you know, you can't get into another person's event when you think about it. And so we allow these people, we call it peeking over the fence. And, uh, it's, you, know, it's, we're, you know, I'm doing a lot of speaking on how the brain works in events. And we're even learning the fact that, that there's this chemical called oxytocin that is given off at events, which is the cuddling chemical between moms and kids. Huh. We're finding that the reason that face-to-face events are so successful is because there is this sort of hormonal transference that happens when people get together on a face-to-face basis. And the more science that com- that's coming out on that, the more impressive people will be with face-to-face communication, face-to-face interaction. So you and think trade shows are great. So that's why. So that's what I was going to say. So the, these trade shows, I mean, that's where all the magic's happening. You have people getting together, talking, and that's where, yeah. that's why live events are so important, huh? Well, I, I think that a lot of times people don't realize that convention centers are the new town squares in the world, and that these small pockets of people are gathering and communicating and passing on all this oxytocin between each other, right. and and it's becoming more important than ever, especially as mass media uh, diffuses, the people's sort of little groups of people that get together for their common interests become more and more important. And the trade show is, has been actually going on. These marketplaces have been going on forever. And now you understand why, because they're so important to have this face-to-face interaction. So you have an event coming up, uh, the BizBash Live, the Expo. Yes, we have, for the last, uh, well, I've been doing this for now 13 or 14 years, we try to bring trade shows locally because we think that there's a lot of activity in the local market. So we do them in New York and Los Angeles and Miami, or Fort Lauderdale actually in this case, and Chicago. And we have, um, our show will probably have about 1,500 event professionals. And we um, have uh, the typical trade show floor. But what happens on our trade show floor is that it is really a blast because you get to taste things, you get to <laughs> look at things. You, I mean, it's the only place where where, where fried donuts become a sampling device, and uh, and there's all sorts of ice cream everywhere that people are That's tasting. Awesome. Because you need to taste all this stuff in order to do it yourself. So it's it's virtually um, a party in itself. So how difficult is it for for you guys, people who plan their own booths at trade show, to keep it fresh and have a new idea to get people in? Well, the biggest challenge is to keep it fresh, as you said. In fact, I'm on the board of IAEE. You know, the um, it's a, it's a uh, trade show for the event organizing trade show world, and we started something called hashtag booth love. And <laughs> like what that. we are encouraging people to do is take pictures of booths so you can peek over the fence to see what other people are doing and get ideas to improve your booth. It's really pretty amazing, and we're seeing incredible things. Whenever I go to a trade show, having great booths is the key. Because we can have all the trade organizers in the world that you want, but if you don't get someone to want to take an action in that booth or at least have their 
a smile happen or recognition that this is a fantastic uh, 10 by 10 space that will focus just on what you're interested in. So where do you guys look for inspiration for your events? Well, we look for biz- at BizBash. We, hear, we see what everyone else is doing. And uh, we basically cross-fertilize all of these ideas. In fact, some of the simplest things that we've ever done are um, posting your business card with a pin, with a pin on, a, on a blackboard, on a, on a uh, bulletin board. Um, it turns out with all the high-tech things in the world, just doing things, simple things like that right. kind of makes sense. Um, I did it. I did an event. I I'm from Washington D.C. and I uh, host a brunch for the White House Correspondents' um, Dinner every year, and we do it around Mother's Day. So we had all these famous celebrities just write down on a card how their mother has impacted them, and they huh. put it on this bulletin board. Everyone like went crazy over it. And uh, that sounds really cool. A, yeah, it's sort of like go back to basics in, a, in, <laughs> in many ways, right? And make it doable. So, how has Biz, BizBash been received? I, I can see how it, it would really help the event professionals, but I can see some want, saying, you know, you're kind of giving away trade, so like some inside secrets, and you're yes. How, yes. How, what's you know, been the controversy? When we first with started, that? Yeah. everyone says, "Oh my God!" All of the we kind of disintermediated the event planner in some ways. <laughs> yeah. We, but what we really did was we empowered them because we allowed for more people to see more ideas on how to do things correctly with best practices. Like you used to go buy a computer, for example, and you just bought a computer. Now you want to buy a computer that has this kind of chip and this kind of microphone and this kind of camera. And that's what event organizers are looking for when they hire an event planner now, in a sense. They want to make sure that the person that's putting a thing together knows what they're talking about so that we've educated the world. We try to raise the bar, and so we raise the level and so when people see what other people are doing, they're saying, oh, my God, I can do that. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's. See? Yeah. So you guys actually partner with other event organizations, correct? Uh, well, we have, we have um, in our world, we probably have about 2,000 partners because they're marketing wow. with us. Yeah. And so we try to do different programs with them uh, in different things from registration companies like Eventbrite to Court Furnitures to different to different – all the different vendors are trying to – add our kind of stamp on things that they do in order to get more people to know about it. Um, when we do a survey, for example, we probably have about you know 5,000 people responding to our surveys in one topic on a regular basis. So we've got some clout in our industry that, um, that we try to, you know, our whole thing is quality and put our investment into the quality of our, of our editorial products and to our sort of zeitgeist of who we are in fact, for the last four years, I've been consultant to the State Department and the White House on events, which has made me feel like we're getting a lot of respect. Yeah, well, and uh, it, it's been pretty pretty remarkable to help, uh, no matter what party you're in, helping the State Department and the White House on event strategy has been a total privilege. Well, you must be learning a lot from that too, and bringing it back to the to the company, right? Oh yeah, I'm learning a lot, and I'm also transferring a lot of information. Like, for example, at the State Department. We banned the word decor. So everything is now called educor. So everything that is done has to have a purpose. And if you have a purpose, then you can also have a budget. If you don't have a purpose, then you why, why would you spend money on something? Right, so what's like the point? Right. Every sort of uh, every uh, step and repeat is a messaging board 
to educate on a concept or something. Uh, a centerpiece is an important, let's say it's a flower from a, from, a, from a place that starts a discussion on a topic. So we're trying to make sure everything becomes more purposeful, which is what life is more sort of moving towards. How do you think um, having this, sharing the best practices is going to change your industry? Well, I think it already has. I mean, I've been doing this 14 years now, and, and what we're really in the business of doing is giving people permission to speak to each other in a much more informal basis so that things that become uh, sort of conversation starters make people's relationship easier between each other. Um, so those are the kinds of things. And I think that what we're seeing is it's all about – I don't think event organizers are really event planners anymore. They're programmers of human interaction. Huh. That's their job. They're not really about you know, creating the centerpieces anymore. They're about how they can facilitate cooperation between people. And What's the, the best way best... I can get these people to interact, and how can I facilitate yes. that with my environment? And how can you do that? Because what happens is anytime someone gets together, what do they say? Let's. And you want to create the atmosphere for the best let's possible. And and that sparks creativity when two people talk to each other and and people gather in some ways and they've got excitement and they're in an atmosphere. We at the State Department call it setting the table for diplomacy. Protocol is setting the table for diplomacy. So diplomacy happens at the dining room table. It happens at the dinner party table. It happens everywhere. So how do you use events and think of it as a higher level of a calling rather than a trade show booth or a trade show producer? I mean, you really are setting the stage for collaboration and letting the magic happen automatically. So this, this, and I love this idea of sharing best practices because that's how that's how your industry is going to improve and how you're going to consistently raise the bar of the events that are going to take place and, and facilitate this let's. But how is that going to change competition for clients? How is it going to change? Well, because the, the more people, the more times that they there's a great uh, TED talk uh, uh, that um, is about why great leaders lead by Simon Sinek. And he says that every company has to find out the why in what they do. What do they do for the greater good? Because that's what people want to buy or follow or whatever. He says Martin Luther King didn't have a plan. He had a dream. So what is the dream for the product or service that you sell? Because people don't buy what you do. They buy why you're doing it, he says. And I've been using that as my philosophy. So every company has to figure out what they stand for, and then people are going to want to buy what they have. That's what Mac Apple's all about. Right. People buy Apple because they know that they're going to think differently about everything. So they're going to buy everything from Apple. They're not just going to buy one, not going to buy one thing. So whenever I sort of counsel a company, I try to say, what, forget your events for right now. Talk about what your why is, and your event strategy will come off of that. And your trade show booth strategy will come off of that. And you know, so, you, so everything is sort of about the strategic positioning. And then the events are the – now you know that 25% of all marketing is now events, which is huge. I used to say that event organizers were sitting at the children's table for Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. And now we're no longer doing that. You now this is an important tactic. A trade show booth strategy is not a nice to have. It's a need to have. So your event's coming up here, and what can people look forward to about that? 
uh, <coughs> sorry. Um, well, our events. I mean, this is this is what's new in in. The, we're going to start with South Florida, and we're going to do our first. Um, we ha we do these conferences that have uh, people who are speaking about topics that they wouldn't normally speak about. So we have, for example, we have uh, people talking about the latest in um, marketing, the latest in uh, social media, the latest in um, in food and beverage. Uh, so they're able to go back to their companies and say, oh my God, I just heard that. We've got to either you know, move to that type of thing or not. We're going to have, we have a woman who is a, a former um, um, a military officer who is going to talk about how event planning, how, how her event planning sort of r routine has been shaped by her time in the military and how important the military precision is to event organizing. Huh. Uh, so those are going to be the kind of talks that you're going to get. We're doing a, uh, we, I do a, a seminar at our Florida show called the Planathon, where we actually create, have created hackathons for planners, where we put 10 planners in a room at a table. We put 60, 60 planners in a room, and then we divide them up in tables of eight, and each one of them has to reinvent an event and then present it in a period of 35, 40 minutes. And the creativity and the That's crowdsourcing cool. of the ideas from that is uh, inspiring every time I do it. We're actually going to take it out on the road and make it its own event from our, our trade show event. So where can people go to attend this and find out more about BizBash? They can go to bizbash.com, and there's an, event, there's an event tab up there. There are jobs. If you're looking for jobs, if you're looking for ideas, it is robust and uh, packed with, with information and fun. Um, people, we have a daily newsletter you can sign up for, which will give you all the things that are happening from around the world, actually. Uh, and it, it is a plethora of ideas. It will make you so inspired about wanting to be in this industry and to, and to get to that let's for everybody. It's really, I love what I do every day. Well, I've had a pleasure talking to you about it. We've got to get you back on at some point, and, and I know sure. I'm going to check out BizBash. I encourage all of you at home to check it out. Uh, thanks, David, for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thank you. And last but not least, from Collaborate Magazine's 40 Under 40, Miss April Ellerby. How are you? I am well. How are you, Michael? I'm doing very, very well. So you are with Good. New Century Planning, correct? I am, yes. Tell me a little bit about the work you guys do over there. Well, um, New Century Planning is uh, an event management uh, consulting firm. And so what we do here is we partner with our clients um, and we make sure that they have uh, fabulous uh, experiences. So we would connect with them and create uh, the opportunity to take an idea of what they would like their event to be. Um, and implement that into reality. So that is what we do. So we're not considered just an event management company per se. Um, we're very different um, in our approach because what we want to do is make sure that each one of our clients or each one of our opportunities that we're given, um, we are able to make sure that those um, partners um, see a return on their investment um, on each one of the type of events that they actually are looking to put on. So what type of events do you guys special in, if any, or do you guys just do whatever the client needs? Well, we actually will do what the client needs, um, but for the most part, um, 
a lot of our client base is uh, foundations, uh, nonprofit organizations. Um, we actually do uh, work within the film industry. Um, and so we, we work with a uh, collaboration of different type of companies, but um, one of the touchy feel-good um, um, markets that we work with is uh, work with the, within the military and uh, defense contracting community. Okay, and what types of events do you do you plan for them? Well, um, one of the things that um, we actually had a chance to do was partner with a company called Emergent Entrepreneurs um, and putting on uh, a trade show called Momentum. And it was the first of its kind where we actually uh, worked with national uh, sponsors um, and national uh, higher education um, universities, uh, companies to put on a fair. So it was a fair, it was a three-part series where we did um, a small business training um, and we uh, were able to reach uh, within a within a large scope of um, veterans that were looking to transition back into civilian life, and they had the opportunities of looking to decide to start a business or go back to school or find uh, employment opportunities. And because of this work, uh, Emerging Entrepreneurs was recognized at the White House for uh, a, a program called the White oh, House Champions of Change. That's super and cool. So it was a real, say it again? That, that's super cool. Keep, keep saying? Keep it talking. was really cool. It was. It was really cool. And so because of our partnership, he actually invited me as well. So it was It was a really – it was a great um, opportunity. And even beyond that, because of that work, um, this past year we hosted an event in Washington, D.C., um, and it was actually a spinoff of Momentum um, where we brought together a think tanks. Um, and we a think tank, and we brought together leaders within the field, within the veteran community, who are looking to put those ideas together and create other modules, um, so that um, we can continue to do the work for our veteran community. That's that's awesome. It's gonna be feel good work too. Very rewarding, right? They are very rewarding, and so I think that that is the one thing that I enjoy most about what we do is that we are able to, you know, pick and choose the clients that we actually work with, but more, you know, more importantly. One of the things that I think we pride ourselves on is working with working with organizations that actually look to do good work. So we're really we're really you know wanting to support you know organizations that are about making a change and really doing something you know different within the within the community. So you're the founder of New Century Planning, right? I am. Yes. Tell me about that process. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it's well, got to be a lot of work and takes a lot of guts, right? It does. It does. It definitely has been a faith walk. Um, honestly, I will say that God has God gave me the vision to start this business. And you know, as a little girl, I always saw myself, you know, being, you know, on stage and you know, just doing something different than you know everyone else around me. And so we've always, you know, had the entrepreneurship um, mindset because my father, he's a minister, um, and he uh, worked for himself and. Um, and so I always saw him really just pounding the pavement and really just taking a step out there, just, you know, doing a calling. And so with that being said, um, I also, you know, felt, you know, fell into his footsteps mm-hmm. and I've done the same. And so, um, yeah, it's, it has definitely been, a, 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 like I said, a faith walk. And I would also consider myself to be very innovative and a pioneer and visionary. So, you know, taking this leap was a, was a, was a difficult one, but it definitely has been well worth it. What's the best part about starting your own business? I think the best part about it is that um, there are no restrictions. So um, with that being said, we can, you know, be 
as creative as possible, you know, think outside of the box as much as possible and as, and, and as innovative as we want to be. Um, I really believe in the servant leadership principle. Not sure if you've heard of that before. Oh, yeah, um, yeah the, so I believe in that, and I, I feel that, you know, having strong leadership um, managers – that can create that can communicate a vision effectively. You know, you're able to you know show will show their commitment to their employees, and usually, you know, a good predictor of organizational success. And I feel that because of that, we definitely um, you know have a spirit of excellence here uh, with New Century Planning. Now, how long have you had uh, New Century Planning? New Century Planning has been um, this year will be eight years. Wow, so it's a it's a pretty long time. That's, it is. It's a pretty long time. It is. It is. Um, and we're, you know, really proud of where we see the growth um, going, and you know what, what, what things we've achieved over those eight years. So, if you could go back in time, eight, nine years, to your pre-entrepreneurial self, and give yourself some advice, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. <laughs> if I could go back into time, pre-entrepreneurial, what would I see myself doing? Um, I actually would see myself uh, owning a nonprofit organization and um, working with young teenage women um, who may have, you know, you know, had experiences where they may have been violated or um, uh, experienced, you know, pregnancy at a young age. I would really work within that community and uh, try to make a difference in in those young women's lives. Because I feel like, you know, a lot of times we don't give back as much as we should. And so I would want to make sure that I am doing my part um, for the next generation so that they can definitely, you know, feel as though that even though they made a mistake, they can still progress and, uh, you know, do great things. So what advice would you give someone who's about to start their own company? I would say that it is definitely going to be a process. And... You know, just because it feels wrong doesn't mean it's not right. Um, in the process of starting a business, it is a lot of work. Um, a lot of times when you're starting a business, you're, it's just you. So, you know, why do businesses fail? So businesses fail because a lot of times it is just you and you become you can become a procrastinator because you're trying to manage so many different pieces. I would say look look to find someone that has that strong skill set and bring them in. Bring them into your company. You know, if you have people that believe in your vision, it's not always about the money. The money will come, you know. Um, just trust that you have the right, you know, team players. Um, I would also say that you need to have somebody on your team that, you know, has as much, you know, faith as you do. Whenever you feel like giving up, you know, they can push you and, um, you know, and, and just keep, you know, moving forward. So I would say just not to give up and not to ever quit because starting a business can be a lot of hard work, but you can definitely reach your, reap your rewards if you just continue and not give up. What do you like most about event planning? I love the outcome of what my clients feel. Um, I love the fact that, you know, it's great to be able to put together um, an event and, you know, see things, you know, come together and it looks, you know, fabulous. But I think what what excites me most is to see the interaction of the attendees or, you know, my client's reaction. I think that that is what, you know, makes that's the, the biggest, you know, highlight of any event that I, that, that I do. 
Um, it's about making sure that the customers are happy. And when I know that they're happy, it makes me happy. And also to, 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 to piggyback off of that, to make sure that, you know, they understand what they have gained, you know, by our partnership. So with that being said, it would be after this event is over with, yes, it's great to be able to, you know, say that we did a great job, but for them to be able to look back and say, wow, because of this event, when we partnered with New Century Planning, we were able to, you know, gain three new clients. And now because of that, you know, our return on the investment for this opportunity has, has you know, exceeded our goal for the year. And now we have, you know, four, three or four new clients with a portfolio of, you know, a million dollars, you know, $100 million each. And uh, I think that that's very important to me to make sure that, you know, they're they're very happy with, and uh, the attendees and the experience was one that they expected, but also to know that they have received, seen a return on their investment of, of future opportunities. So how challenging is it to, to keep the ideas fresh and to keep something new for your clients so that you know, they feel separated and, and, and special, you know, because it's got to be tough with all the other events going on, right? It is. It is. Um, I think how to make your clients feel and, and to stay in front of the curb is just to make sure that you're just you're putting yourself out there in different um, arenas where you're able to see different things. Um, I will be honest, Michael. I can't say that um, I can't say that I am the. I am that one that goes to all of the different, you know, networking opportunities. I can't say that that is the truth, but I do pick and choose different organizations and different opportunities that, you know, we involve ourselves as a company. But what I will say is I feel as though the way that you can make sure that you stay in front of uh, the curb of always offering your client something new is just understanding your gift. And I think that I understand that with New Century Planning. The gift is that we understand how to take an opportunity and make it what our clients want it to be. So we're not, we're never recreating the same thing. We're always in front of the curve because we understand what each one of our strengths brings to the table. And so with those gifts, we know how to partner with our clients and make sure that every, every opportunity that we work with them is going to be different than the last. What would you consider your company's greatest achievement? The greatest achievement has to be thus far. It's actually two things, and I don't want you to laugh at me, Michael. But I won't laugh. I promise. <laughs> um, the greatest achievement I will say for my business um, has been, you know, the Democratic National Convention was actually held in 2012, and it and with that opportunity, there were thousands or you know hundreds of thousands of organizations that went after. Uh, opportunities to do uh, welcome reception events for delegates coming from different states uh, for President Obama's re um, re-election, and um, New Century Planning was chosen. And so that had to be one of the, you know, the biggest highlights for New Century Planning because, um, you know, we were a part of something that was a part of history. So that definitely was a huge part of, you know, a highlight. And just recently, we had the opportunity, which is a second highlight of, of mine, I would say, is we had the opportunity to partner with um, uh, Radio One's founder, Kathy Hughes, and the claimed actor, producer, and director, Tyler Perry. Um, oh, to that's create, cool. Yeah, it was cool to create um, an intimate interview um, in the overall visual set and design and style 
for a conversation between the two of them. So I would say that those, you know, those two are my highlights. You know, I love Oprah. And so Tyler is so close to Oprah. <laughs> it was a highlight for me yeah. because that's the closest thing I've gotten to Oprah thus far. So. Thus far, but maybe next time, right? <laughs> maybe next time. Exactly. <laughs> that is, that's really cool. Those are some, those are some, some laurels to definitely hang. Man, that's some, yeah. that's some cool stuff. So yeah. another uh, thing that just happened recently is you were named uh, in Collaborate Magazine's uh, 40 Under 40, right? Yes, I was. I was. I was. That was... Um, was that surprising? That definitely. Say it one more time. I'm sorry. Was that surprising? or what? Speak to it that a little bit. It was surprising. It was surprising um, because, you know, in this arena, you always think of, you know, what else can you do? And a lot of times you don't recognize you know, you don't recognize what everyone else sees in you. It's kind of like your norm. So, right. you know, what's your, yeah, so so like you think, you know, someone else thinks you're like phenomenal and you're just thinking, you know, I'm just normal. And so for, for them to, you know, recognize that, you know, and that, that, that they saw that in, you know, me, it was, it, it was definitely a huge honor. So um, I can't say that I was expecting it. And I really thank, you know, the individual who nominated me for that opportunity. So it, it definitely, uh, was a, was a huge honor. It still is. Well, it sounds like you're doing some really exciting stuff. I have. I've done some really exciting things. And um, I will also say that be- because of that, you know, because of all the great things that I've been able to do, you know, I could not have done those things alone. I have a great support system. You know, my husband, he is phenomenal. He has supported me from the beginning of, you know, the 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 idea of what new century planning, you know, could be. And I have three wonderful children. I could not ask for a, a better family. Um, if 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 someone paid me, I, I wouldn't give them. They gave, <laughs> gave me all the money in the world. I wouldn't trade them for anything. I have the best support system. So, you know, of all the great things that I've been able to do, I could not have done them without their support. So where can people go to learn more about new century planning? People can go to our website, um, uh, the website is www.newcenturyplanning.net. Um, we are based um, here in North Carolina, but we do events worldwide, and actually we do events uh, nationally and internationally. Um, I have several different partners in Dubai and London and Africa as oh, well. That's cool. So, yeah, so we're really excited um, to have had the opportunity to speak with you today, Michael. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Yes, thank you so much for everything, and um, you know, much success to you and the show as well. Thank you very much, and that's all the time we have for today on Trade Show Radio. I'm Michael Lauer. Thanks for listening. Trade Show Radio is brought to you by Radio In My Booth. For more information, go to RadioInMyBooth.com. dot